Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I'm playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. So you're sitting around the fire in the middle of camp like you usually do uh, in the evening, and it's getting kind of late, and everyone is eaten uh, except you, which is not uncommon. You kind of get forced out of the circle a lot. Um, it's something you've kind of become used to. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've developed some, some certain ways of handling. Why don't you uh, see if you can find some food real quick? Okay. Uh... Uh, tell you what, do either perception or investigation and then do stealth or sleight of hand. So six investigation, 16 sleight of hand. You don't find much. You find a couple of scraps, uh, but you are able to kind of pull them away before the plate uh, gets moved out of your way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not much. Darting around ankles and yeah, weaving in and out because you're you're probably only four or five at this point. Um, yeah, but you're still small far, f- small farer. <laughs> you're still far smaller than uh, most of the other Goliath around you. Yeah, I'm four, but a slight two. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, you do notice you notice someone watching you. Uh, it's it's one of your. Planmates, uh, you guys are in the same training group together. His name is Noxu. And mm-hmm. he just kind of shakes his head uh, and smiles, and he motion, motions you over. Very skittishly, I'll, like, I'll come over, but still kind of keeping a little bit of distance and uh, people, like, watching him, but like being friendly. You know Noxu is one of the only people who calls you by name. Yeah. Um, so due to you being significantly smaller than the average Goliath. People just kind of tend to ignore you mm-hmm. um, to the point it's almost a little problematic sometimes. Uh, but you've, you've learned to fend for yourself. And uh, people typically just call you Twig. You're kind of small, you're kind of scrawny, and they don't really see a purpose in you. Mm-hmm. At least they don't. Noxu's different. Um, Noxu actually doesn't call you Twig. He's the only person who doesn't. He calls you Taina. Taina, come here. Come here. Uh, and you also know he's he's your age. So ignore the fact that he sounds like he's 27. Um, <laughs> come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. And he yeah. um he just kind of shoves some stuff off of his plate onto the log he's sitting on. It's like, that. oops, drop that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. You have a good night. Uh, thank, there's, you, thank you. There's, there's more than enough. And he just kind of. You look away, as, as you're eating, you kind of glance over, and he just kind of smiles and pats you on the head and walks off. Um, and as you're sitting there, uh, one of the one of the sort of uh, one of the Goliaths who's probably like ten or twelve old, years older than you walks over and just kind of pushes you in the head and pulls the scraps away from you. Runt. I would. Scrap, like scrap as many as I can while he's trying to pull it away. So as as you do that, he just kind of he's kind of picking at you. 
you hear someone come up behind him, uh, and it's Noxu. Hey, leave him alone. And despite the fact that Noxu is probably not much more than a year older than you, he's actually not that much smaller than this 15-year-old. <laughs> um, and the kid just walks away. <laughs> You're lucky he's around, little one. And he leaves. Uh, okay, let's jump forward. Let's say five or six, seven years. Okay. Uh, you're in camp. And by the age of 11 or 12, most, Goliath, most Goliaths are sent off to training. Uh, they start, you guys, very young. Uh, almost in a like a Spartan-style kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, and again, you're kind of falling behind. You're used to it, and you've, you've learned to compensate for it. You're much faster than a lot of your peers. Uh, you're much more uh, agile, and you tend to be able to get in and out of much smaller spaces than anyone else your age can. Mm -hmm. um, which is good. It's proved useful to you for keeping yourself going and keeping keeping up. Uh, and you guys are out training, and the sort of man in charge of your individual training, sort of your your teacher. Ah, twig. Get over here. Yes, yes, yes. You're behind again. You're not going to keep up, and you're not going to finish when the rest of the class does. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with you. I, I'm trying. I, I, I really am. Uh, you actually hear someone walk up behind you. It's Noxu again. You guys are, are 11 or 12, and he's the same size as your teacher. Yeah. yeah. Sir, sir, I'll, I'll take care of him. I, I, I promise. I, we'll, we'll keep up. We'll get it finished. Uh, you guys have been working on a project, kind of practicing your uh, building of, of, like, reinforcing, like, little uh, log barricades and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're woefully behind your classmates. You've cut most of your wood. Um, most of them are finished building. Mm -hmm. uh, but Noxu comes over. Come on, Tyna, let's go. Uh, and you guys hustle over, and you you get the rest of it done. Uh, but you can tell your your instructor's not not pleased, nor nor particularly impressed uh, with what you're doing. And he almost seems a little disappointed in Noxu. Um, your culture is very much about. The Goliath culture in general is very much about strength, mm -hmm. which is something Noxu exhibits enough for three or four Goliaths. <laughs> um, but as Twig, you tend to fall behind a little. Mm -hmm. And the older you get, the more obvious it's becoming. And you know, you're not more than a couple years away from actual military service. Mm -hmm. The Goliaths don't use their own people for scouts. They hire those jobs out. And you can't carry armor. You're not that far away from coming to a point where something's going to have to give. Mm -hmm. But as always, Noxu is far more encouraging than anyone else you know. Um, and as always, he calls you Tyna, which, which you know, you've learned, is sort of a word the Goliath... You don't hear it come up very often, except when people talk about him and talk about his family. Mm -hmm. One of your classmates come over 
after you guys are finished, you kind of moved around. He kind of pokes you. You know, it's a lucky he likes you, you little one. He's always going to keep yeah. an eye on you. You're just mad nobody likes you. <laughs> Brunt. And he just kind of shoves you and walks off. Going to move up a little bit more in time. Uh, now you're 15 or 16. And the time to... You've been actually moved out of the, the military unit. You don't train anymore. You're just kind of left to yourself. Knowing No one in, in the entire town, in the camp, in any of it, really pays any attention to you anymore. Except, as always, Noxu. Mm-hmm. But he's occupied lately. They're leaving soon. The whole unit is leaving soon. Uh, protect, make me a reception tech. Eight. Okay. You barely catch a glimpse of him leaving the, the town. And you're not exactly sure where he's going. To the east of the of the town, there's a graveyard. And you're way behind him, but you kind of pick your way there. And you see him standing over a, a, a grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said something on it, and then he walks off. Uh, and he, he doesn't see you. Okay. I mean, very carefully go look at it. Uh, he's not clutching, but just look at it. Yeah, yeah. He, he set a small child's toy on top of the gravestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the stone, there's just there's just a name and a, a series of dates. Okay. Uh, those dates are maybe three or four weeks apart. And the name says Tyna. Uh, you know, the rest of the stones in this area belong to his family. Okay. And the dates are from when you guys were probably four or five. Around the time Noxu started being really nice to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you recognize that this is the kind of stone they would put for... Uh, a child, uh, an underage, uh, an under undersized child, right, who right. didn't make it. Okay. Typically, what happens? The Goliaths that are too small that can't eventually fend for themselves. Um, a lot of them typically don't survive, mm-hmm. which is kind of not great. Um, and you start kind of formulating things in your mind. And you realize there's a good chance this is probably his little brother. Mm-hmm. And he probably sees a lot of his little brother in you. Uh, and you know that he leaves in the next little bit for training. And you also know that when he leaves, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? I want to chase after him, but not necessarily directly from the stone back to him. Gonna. Circumvent your way around. Use a, little bit of, use a little bit of quickness to get around him, uh, to come so, so I can come at him from a side angle, not directly from behind him. Okay, uh, you come up, and you actually see him as he walks around the corner. And you kind of see him uh, wipe his face. Uh, he looks like he may have been crying. Okay. No, Noxu, what? What? You're leaving soon, right? Yes, I am, little one. What? Yes, I am, Tina. It, it is. Uh, it is almost time for us to go. What should I do here? I mean, I, can I, should I follow you? Should I, uh, should, should I stay? I don't know if it's going to be safe for me in either one of those. You definitely can't come with us, but uh, I've actually been thinking about this for a while. And he, he kind of directs you towards the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And you see a merchant caravan set up, like tents, wagons, you know traders come in and out of the area from time to time from other regions. 
Uh, and there's been a trading group in the area for the last couple of days. Uh, and he, he kind of points over there, come here for a second. We're, we're going to go meet, uh, a, a man I met the other day. And he leads you to yeah. one of the tents and inside the tent, you find a dwarf, uh, who's kind of packing up some of his stuff. Looks like he's packing to, to leave. And he looks over, ah, Noxu, how are you? Oh, yeah, who's your friend? And he looks at him, ah, oh, uh. Good, Miknar, good. Uh, this is, uh, this is Taina. I need a favor, Miknar. Hi. What can I do for you? Um, I'm leaving soon. We're being, uh, we're being shipped out. Engagement in the East. My friend here, he almost hesitates. And just kind of pats you on the head. He needs, uh, he needs some new opportunities. And the dwarf just kind of looks at him, looks at you, and you see the the gears kind of turning. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fast, I'm not very strong. You look it, little I, one. You look it. Um, but I'm and quick. He hesitates when he says "little one." Aye, that's the problem, isn't it? Hmm. Sure, sure. And at this point, you're almost the height of an adult human mm-hmm. which still makes you quite short for a goliath but enough that he would recognize that i was little yes yeah. oh yeah he can very much tell that you're you're <laughs> under undersized as a as a goliath i hmm. well you're quick that's good you look strong enough you need work y- yes i need to not i need to leave but i don't have any way to go anywhere Aye, well, that uh, just so happens I'm in the need of some help. And I will be going quite a ways from here. Do you know where the crossroads are, little one? Uh, So the crossroads Uh, is not something you've heard of, but it sounds like something that's probably... You know it's definitely not in Goliath territory. Right. It's uh, Uh, outside the borders, but that's... Aye, I'll be passing through that area, and then I'm going to end up in a town called Varen. Sort of a, a trader's haven. I can uh, I can leave you that far. See what we figure out for you. I might even have some suggestions after that if you're interested. Is he starting to, like, pack up his stuff right now, or is he... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he you think he's probably not leaving to now, but he'll definitely be leaving tonight. Okay. I want to, like... Anything I see that's not fully packed up, I want to start helping. Like, I want to jump in to start helping pack. Ah, you'll work out just fine. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you. He looks over at Noxu and just kind of nods. Noxu walks over. Help, he's kind of helping you, like, pack some of the boxes. And he stops for a second. He just looks at you. He, he puts his hand on your shoulder. I know. Be careful. You're strong. Yahweh has made you strong, and you know that. You need to be careful. I, I will. I, I thank you. I, I owe you everything. Not a problem. It's not. It's not a problem. It's what. Uh, what Yahweh would want me to do. Be careful, little brother. And he walks out. All right, so you're kind of just hanging out with Miknar. 
Well, all right, little one. Uh, what did he call you, Tyna? Uh, yeah, that, that's what he... He calls me Tyna. Uh, everyone else calls me Twig. I think Tyna's very nice. We'll, we'll go with that for now. Uh, I tell you what. Come with me. Let me introduce you to someone. Uh, he takes you like two tenths over. And uh, he in, you walk into a tent, there's several half-elves. Um, uh, Varn, come here for a minute. I want you to meet someone. I want the half-elves come over and... Uh, Hi, what can I do for you, McNair? That's not an elf voice. That's no. another dwarf voice. <laughs> it's a limited range. I have trouble switching accents on the fly. What can I do for you, McNair? Oh. New employee. Very good. Hi. Uh, he's quick. I thought... Uh... And he kind of glances at... Well, glance at him and you kind of see... You get a better look at him now. This man's dressed in a lot of black and carries a lot of very small daggers. I thought uh, there might be some things he might be able to learn from you. Oh. Well, yes, of course. Come, uh, come, young one. Right. We have a long yeah. journey ahead of us. And uh, you kind of pack up and you kind of... So you guys leave solitude. Uh, and it's probably a week or more's journey before you guys stop anywhere for more than a night. Mm -hmm. um, and you split your time between Mignar and Varn. Um, just kind of helping them keep up with everything that's in the carts. There's occasionally issues with creatures uh, or bandits. And they're actually... You notice a lot of times if there's like an engagement that's necessary... Mm -hmm. Varn and a lot of the other people who travel directly with him kind of take over at that point. They're very quick, they're very agile, and they handle those kinds of situations very uh, efficiently. Right. And at first, he has you kind of stay back and just watch. And you see a lot of precision movement, mm -hmm. a lot of speed, and you, you start to realize some things... You've always been fast, and you've always known how to hide. But you see more purpose in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And he teaches you some things. And you guys are near the end of your first part of your journey. And he hands you to... Wait, you... No, what, is, what weapon do you... What, what weapon does um, Shin uh, use I a, now? I have a dagger and a rapier. Okay. He just hands you two uh, small daggers. Yeah. Work on it. I'm sure... Uh, I'm sure you've learned some things just from watching. You seem like a bright young boy. We'll uh, we'll see what else you can pick up from here. I try to should be a little showy and like try to throw the dagger up and catch it by the handle. You like don't do great, like, but you do better than you probably puzzle. should. <laughs> Your natural agility makes up for a lack of experience. As long as I don't stab myself in the hand, I'm fine. That you're you're probably okay. <laughs> um, so you guys keep moving south. Uh, you pass through. A region you you learn is called Thassaran. So you learn different things from different people. From Varn, you learn a lot about using your your given skills and talents. Mm -hmm. From Miknar, you learn a lot more about the world outside of solitude. Uh, 
Make me an investigation check. Uh, or perception, whichever you prefer. Uh, pretty much always investigation. <laughs> Boop. Okay. A twelve. <laughs> so what's the twelve? Um, what he spends you a lot. What he spends a lot of time doing. Ah, come here, lot. Come here. He's pointing at maps. He's showing you books. He's teaching you about the rest of this much broader world you didn't really know existed outside of solitude, where there are humans, elves, dwarves, merfolk, all these creatures mm -hmm. that you have limited to no exposure to. Uh, he shows you a region called Thassaron, which is the region you're passing through. It's a, a largely human and elven kingdom. And then he points to the south. And he points to a place on a map called Varen. This is where we're going, lad. Uh, I'll leave you here. And then he kind of points to a section in the bottom right. This here's the Great Bazaar. It's a, a city built entirely on trade. Not much else like it in the world. If I was going to go somewhere, that's where I would go. Thank you. Um, I, can't, I can't thank you enough for what you've shown me and taught me. You've been most useful, lad. And I feel like uh, I learned as much from watching you learn as uh, I can from anything else. Uh, so it takes you guys another probably four or five days, maybe a week, and maybe even longer for the caravan to get to Varen. Uh, mm -hmm. And Varen's a much different kind of city than you're used to. Varen, there's no... Like, Varen's just like a loose coalition of merchants. And there's a lot of businesses, and you see, there's just you see races you've never seen before, people you've never seen before. I know it can be a little overwhelming, lad, but uh, come, come, come! I want to. We're gonna go see two different people. Come on. Okay. So he takes you, and you guys go find Varn, and Varn uh, has a weapon you've not seen before. Ah, Tyna, come here. I have something yeah. for you. As our way of saying thank you. And he hands you a rapier. It's not in great shape. You can tell it's seen use. Um, but it's well constructed. It's time you learn some new things. Thank, uh, thank and you. Mignar hands you a pouch. You're going to need a way to get started on your journey, lad. Uh, it's actually 50 gold. My eyes just go wide. I can get you on a caravan, but it'll cost you 30 of it to get to the bazaar. I well, think it'll be worth it for you, though. Yeah. Thank you. Be careful, Tyna. I'll, I will. May Yahweh bless you. May, may our paths cross again. I would like that very much. If he wills it to be so. Uh, they walk off, and he points you in the direction of a caravan. Uh, and okay. you see, actually, you see a person who's not actually in the caravan, but he's just kind of standing around outside of it. Uh -huh. uh, and he looks at you. He, you guys make eye contact. Oh, you're interesting. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Yes. Uh, I try to draw my best to look not intimidating, but... Hi, my yeah. my name is Granarn. Yeah. Where, where are you Granarn. looking to go, little one? You look like I, you're on a journey. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Tell Granarn where you want to go. 
I'm headed, I'm headed to the Great Bazaar. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Draenor knows a lot of people in the Bazaar. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, we can get you on the caravan here. It'll only cost you 30 gold. Come on, come on, come on. You can trust Granar. Safe, uh, safe, excellent trip. Uh, okay. Um, thank you. Do you want to, do you want to haggle at all? Or are you just going to pay I, him? I, I was, I was trying to decide that, um, I was thinking about just being able to like, I'm trying to try to decide whether I was smart enough to have separated some of the gold or just left it all in a pouch. Oh, um, sure, sure, sure. Um, he said, so he said 30, so I would have separated 30 and 20. Okay. And it's like two different side pouches. Um, and with, when Granarn, I, I I pull out the twenty gold pouch. Okay. And then I I this is what I have. I. I let me see it. Let me see it. Let me see it. And he I'm, he I'm doesn't not, even open it. He just kind of holds it in his hand. Hmm. This isn't thirty. I, no, this it's all that's all I have though. Uh, make me a check. Uh, deception. Sure. Or persuasion, whichever. <laughs> hey, I almost was an eighteen. <laughs> uh, Granard likes you, kid. Uh, You're smart, but not that smart. Thirty. So I, I reach over and I, 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 I pull the other one out and I take my twenty back as I hand him the other one. Yeah, there you go. It's a good try, though, kid. Good try. Good try. Good try. All right, get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get in. Go, go, go. go. Have fun. Be safe. See you, see you around, little one. Thank, and he just kind of tosses your money in the air and... Okay, go, 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 go. Long trip. Go, 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 go. And they start up the caravan and all the all the different carriages and and horses and kind of make your way. Uh, you're expected to kind of help out. And you actually get to do a little scouting for the party, for the caravan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do get to use the rapier a little bit. You get, yeah. you start to get a feel for it. Uh, and after another week, you arrive in a in a very heavily desert area. Uh, you're you're used to an area with a lot of trees and a lot of cold temperatures. This is just a desert. It is uncomfortably hot during the day, and for you, at least, more comfortably cold during the night. Okay. Um, and you make your way, and there's just nothing. There's nothing for days. There's occasionally water. There's occasionally lots of trees. But there's basically nothing on this journey. And eventually, almost like a mirage, like you almost don't think it's real, you see this thing kind of come over the horizon. And it's this giant expanse of tents and buildings and... It looks like a giant open-air market, but the size of a city. Oof. Um, and as you get close, you can hear you can hear in the distance people haggling, buying, selling, trading, and it's it's just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like if a flea market was a city, right? Um, and they drop you off, and. You're now in the Great Bazaar. Name me a perception check. Um, okay, nine. so so with your nine, 
you catch out of the corner of the eye your eye a group watching you but not you you don't really think much of it you just kind of keep walking um and i'm not going to have you roll for this because this is something you've kind of you know from sleight of hand checks <laughs> you are familiar with the skill uh as you're walking someone tries to pick your pocket I, as they reach and i want to like gonna poke their hand with my dagger oh um hmm. not like stab it but just like just angle it enough to poke it uh you see kind of a there's a half elven woman standing behind you uh and you can kind of see she's reached out with her her right arm but her right arm is entirely covered in like a mostly covered in like a glove and a, a sleeve but there's like little bits of like this red energy that radiates around her her hand. Mm-hmm. But she's actually reached out with her left hand, which is just kind of open, and you can tell she's half elven. Hmm, that was quite impressive. Most people don't catch me. Come here, follow me. You might be useful. And she just kind of walks away. I kind of just gonna do it. One of the like confused look looks around like everywhere and then start following you see her head back towards the group of people that you kind of thought were watching you when you walked in mm-hmm. as you get closer you see a lizard folk uh her as a half elf and a dwarf kind of standing in an alley and the lizard folk looks at you ah you caught her not bad not bad at all come here come here come here come here come here, come here. <laughs> What's your name? My my people call me Twig. I don't like it. Uh, when, they, when they call me anything. What else you got? No, 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 no. I got this. I got this. Let me let, let me let me do it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so and you're dealing with three very small people. Yeah. Um, like significantly smaller than than you. So, so I'm gonna be honest with you, kid. We need some muscle around here. We're we're missing one piece. We're missing the the shim that kind of fits this whole team together. You look like you could be useful. And clearly, Wisp doesn't get caught very often. You know what you're doing, or at least you're beginning to. You uh. You interested in some work, Shim? Yeah, I can. Is there is there money to be had? <laughs> Kid, there's always money to be had. Lots lots of money. Grunk really likes money. You'll you'll get some of it. It'll be fine. Grunk Grunk pays pretty well. Grunk is the lizard. Grunk Grunk is the lizard folk. Yeah. Come on, come on, Shim. Let's let's uh let's get to know each other. Come on. Uh, and so I, he I leads would... you. I want to look at, the, look at the dwarf and like, and what's your name? Ah, he doesn't say anything. Uh, you can call him Patch. He uh, make sure we don't fall over too much. Ah, and I'm Wisp. It's a pleasure. Nice, nice to meet you. You notice some things distinctly about them. Um, well, Grunk and Wisp and Patch are all clearly sort of roguish in talent like you are mm-hmm. they all also have something that kind of makes them distinctive 
Hatch, you can tell, clearly has some kind of divine connection. You think he probably dabbles in the clerical side of things. Uh, Wisp, you're really not sure what her deal is with the red glowy stuff. That's not something you've remotely ever seen before. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly interesting looking. And Gronk, you can see he's got, he's got this little ball on his hand, and he's kind of levitating it. And it just kind of floats around. It's just kind of, it looks like just something he does. Mm -hmm. uh, he leads you into this little, little house. And you can see they kind of have separate areas set up for each of them. Wisps is kind of off in the side, and it, you can tell she actually has painted her area. And there's just kind of like stylized art all over the place. Uh, did you ever watch Star Wars Rebels? Little bits. Okay. Uh, Sabine. Yeah. Uh, you know how like her area is painted far differently than the rest of the ship? Right, right. Imagine kind of like that. Yeah. Um, Grunks is just kind of there. But Grunks has a lot of books. Um, you, you notice, you just kind of glance at them. There's a lot of like almost scholarly text lying around. And Patch has a lot of vials and uh, looks like Ooh. some of them maybe are healing potions or something. All right, come in, kid. Come here. Like I said, I'm Grunk. That's Patch, and you already met Wisp. We do jobs of different kinds. Don't ask a lot of questions, trust me. You look like you could be useful. You're welcome to stay with us. I, I appreciate it. I, I am new, and I I appreciate it. As long as you learn quickly, you'll be fine. Uh, and over the coming weeks and even months, you do various jobs with them. Sometimes you guys escort people. Sometimes you take things that maybe don't necessarily belong to you to people that they also don't belong to. Mm -hmm. occasionally and it's not a great living but it's actually not bad and you it's kind of like a little team um and you guys get pretty good at things one thing you notice about patch patch doesn't really talk but what patch does do is play an instrument um and one day he's there's you guys are kind of all sitting around the house and he starts playing and he stops and he just kind of looks at you uh, and he tosses it to you. And he kind of makes little motions with his hands. Uh, it's almost what we would consider to be sign language. And Wisp looks at him. He wants you to play it? Patch, are you sure? And he keeps making motions. And you can tell he's being kind of particular. Okay. He seems to think you'll be able to figure it out. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, what did, what instrument do you have on your character sheet? It was a lyre, wasn't it? Or no, it wasn't a lyre. Uh, it is a pan flute. Okay, pan flute. Uh, he has something slightly larger than that, but it's, it's similar. And you feel this odd connection to it. You kind of have an affinity for it, whether you expect it to or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he realizes it's kind of oddly sized for you. His was more for appropriate for a dwarf. Uh, and Grunk, he kind of 
makes some gestures, and Grunk immediately pulls out this block of wood and starts carving. And after a couple of days, and you've kind of sort of picked up some things on the instrument, he tosses you a, a different one that's more appropriately sized for you. Here you go, kid. That'll that'll oh. probably work better. Thank, 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 thank. I, I don't thank know how you. to use it, but Patch seems to like it. So yeah, good good luck oh. with that. Oh, okay. Uh, you that's... sense more of a connection to this instrument than you probably have to anything else. Yeah. Not a person ever. Really kind of confused by it. It's uh. And it's something you can just kind of explore as you go. Okay. Uh, I do kind of take it, kind of like tentatively, like hold it and blow into it. And you kind of, you kind of get a feel for it. And Grunk looks at you. Ah, uh, mm. you know, you're not, you're not bad. You got a feel for it, kid. Let me, let me introduce you to somebody. We'll, we'll go to, we'll go. We'll, we'll go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. We got we got a gig in a couple of days, but we'll we'll go tomorrow. He takes you across town to one of the merchant tents. Uh to a someone who looks sort of like a dwarf to you, but you realize it's kind of small for a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Uh in reality it's a it's a half dwarf, but that's sort of a relative concept, particularly for Shim, having yeah. not a lot of interaction with other other groups. Uh Leah, come here, come here, come here, come here. I want you to meet somebody. Uh, and she comes over. She just kind of looks at him. Hi, Grunk. What can I do for you? And then she sees you. Oh, hi. Uh, and she's very finished. She reaches out to shake your hand. Uh, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, um, what, your name is Leah? Yes. Hi. I'm a, I'm a musician. Oh, how are you? What, what, I'm, what's I'm, your name? Uh, my my name is Shem. Uh, oh, and I'm interested in learning uh, how to play this. And I pull out the the flute. And she oh, just yeah. kind of she looks at Gronk. She looks at you. She looks at Gronk. Hatch, and he's kind of yeah. yeah, very well. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have time right now, but come back tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll see what we can't teach you. Thank you. No problem. Uh, and you kind of spend some time. You when you're not with the group, you're learning to play the instrument. Yeah. And you start to get a feel for the power uh, of the instrument when you're playing it. It's different. It's not just music. It's there's something different about it. You start to get a sense of what you can use music to accomplish. A couple of days and weeks go by, you guys do some more jobs, and uh, Grunt calls everybody into the, the main room. All right, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. We got a, we got a, a thing. I'm not really sure about this one, but it's more money than we've seen in a while. Like, total, ever. ever. It's a lot. So uh, I said yes. Which is probably not smart, but it'll probably be okay. There's a caravan going to be headed out of town tomorrow. Out south. Uh, not south. Did I say south? I said south. I don't remember. The guy confused me. Well, I'll, I'll show you. We're supposed to jump it and bring whatever we find back. Shouldn't be that many guards. Should be fine. 
some uh, some orcs or something. I don't know. The guy was body with his details. Uh, no one seems super comfortable with this. Yeah. <laughs> but Grunk makes the decisions, and Grunk finds the jobs. Um, so he leads you guys out of town the next day. Uh, there's kind of a main road that heads out. And actually, I think you're on the map now. You can kind of see there's a lot of rocks around, and he leads you guys to a spot where you can't be seen from the road. All right, so uh, they should be here soon. Should only be a couple orcs. They probably won't even put up a fight. It should, it should be okay. You can tell no one really feels great about this. Not even him. He's <laughs> confident because Grunk is always confident. Yeah. Not just in himself, in you guys. Up the path comes a carriage. And this doesn't look like a normal merchant's carriage. It's much larger. It's much longer. It's guarded by three or four orcs walking beside it. And it's got little windows in it that have bars on them. You don't see that very often. Most people don't transport things like that. Like, it doesn't look like it's carrying goods. Uh, and Gronk even looks a little concerned. Wisp kind of pokes him. I thought you said it was just a couple of orcs. Yeah, it is. There's just a couple of them. I don't think that's all of them. Uh, Make me perception check. Okay, On the wrong well, yeah, most of you guys don't see anything. She definitely does. She points to the south, and you see several more orcs following behind, and they kind of come up and they're moving. They're keeping their pace back behind it. Uh -huh. These guys are heavily armed. What was once two or three orcs and a driver is now nine. Nothing's ever guarded this heavily that you guys take. Uh, Grunk looks heavily disconcerted. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. It's not what he's, not what they said. It's supposed to be like two guys. He usually isn't a... Who, who, who told you about this? Exactly as you asked that, Patch is signing the same thing. But he's doing kind of in an accusatory manner, like, you think he probably knows who gave you guys the job and he's not happy about it. Yeah. Grunk's like, um, yeah, yeah, the guy from the silver hand again. I, and she, Wisp just shoves him. We talked about this, Grunk. This is, this, and you know this is, you haven't really heard that name, so this is probably before your time. We don't take jobs from him anymore. We need to leave. And Patch is furiously signing away. And you've, you've learned to kind of read some of Patch's movements. Patch would like to leave now, five minutes ago. T t time to go. Uh, and you hear one of the orcs further down call out. Hey, uh, I think I see something. Uh, and the caravan stops. Uh, and several of the orcs kind of change positions. And then the caravan starts moving again. But like, it's not just a couple of orcs. It's like most of them. Mm -hmm. And three of them are headed towards the rocks. They're just, they don't necessarily look like they've seen you guys. But just that something seems off and they're just kind of spreading out the look around. What would you uh, like to do? I want to hide. 
Okay, um, make me a stealth check. I believe you. Oh, that's unfortunate. No. Okay, so that's Actually, an eight. I get on the right side of these dice. I kind of like, like put my put my back against the rock, sit down, and kind of just throw some sand on top of me, <laughs> and just kind of sit there. Wisp just kind of looking you, looks at you. She's like, "What are you? We'll get there, kid. We'll get there. It's gonna be okay." Uh, Grunk looks around, <laughs> and he kind of steps out in front of you guys. Oh, uh, uh, hey, hey, fellas, um. How are you? We're just we're just passing through going going towards the bazaar. You guys uh you guys have a good one. And he kind of motions for you guys to follow him and he starts to walk away. Uh right. and the orcs and you guys kind of just fall in line together and just yeah. kind of start heading out. And the orc looks at him and looks at you guys. Ah, you look familiar. And uh Grunk kind of turns his back and kind of pulls his hood up and don't, don't know what you're talking about. You guys have a good one. We'll, we'll we'll probably never see you again. Have a have a nice day. Hey, slow down. Come back here. And they start to move towards you guys. Uh, and then from around the sides of the rocks, further kind of where they came from, you see a bright light, and a woman kind of starts heading towards you guys, and she is heavily armored and kind of moving with a purpose, and they're getting closer to you guys as you guys are kind of heading away mm-hmm. and she's kind of moving in between the two of you and they almost don't actually notice her until she's on top of them and she just kind of so you know you notice a couple of things she has a very large shield and she has a mace and she puts the shield up in front of her and from back like let's say like right here she puts the shield up and she just kind of tightens her focus and then just she and the shield lurches forward and pulls her behind it and she knocks into this orc and like knocks him back like 15 feet. Ooh. The orcs in the caravan, a couple of them start to shift this way. I'm accidentally moving the bushes around at the same time. Uh, there we go. And the caravan stops. And the other the others kind of take positions around it, and you guys now have a little bit of a thing on your hands. She looks at she doesn't look at Grunk. She looks at you and and the rest of the group. Is everyone all right? She seems extraordinarily calm, considering there's nine orcs. Yeah, I mean, other than feeling stupid, yeah, we're fine. She turns and looks at them. You will all leave now. You will leave them alone, and you will leave the caravan here. Those do not belong to you. Yahweh does not appreciate when we deal in people. The bars suddenly kind of make sense to you. There's people in that cage. It's not a caravan, it's a cage. Grunk in particular, you kind of see all, all, the entire group of you kind of all react very, not happily. You realize you're kind of in a group of like-minded people. Grunk is, like, you know, Patch doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. Wisp kind of has that unusual glow that you don't really see from anyone else. And Grunk, as confident as he is, you can tell Grunk's been through some hard times. Um, and that everyone's kind of reacting to this in a I've been treated poorly way, and this mm-hmm. is not okay. Uh, we're, we're not going to worry about dice rolls. There is a definite... Fight's a strong word for what happens. Um, Kerfuffle. 
Oh, it's mostly one-sided for you guys. Um, she kind of moves past these these three to this group and engages the three of them by herself um, and runs over them pretty easily. Uh, mm-hmm. The four of you kind of handily handle this three group of orcs. You guys all fight with kind of a, a fervor and vigor you wouldn't typically expect from this group. Yeah. Uh, but circumstances change. Patch is actually very fast. Uh, far faster than you expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wisp, there seems to be some kind of magic coming out of her and out of that one hand. And it has this particular red glow to it. You can see Grunk kind of... There's something going on with him different as well, but it kind of comes out in how he uses his, his rapier. And... Uh, there's something very particular about his fighting that appeals, appears to be kind of enhanced by some kind of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all in all, even though there's nine orcs, there's no more really useful orcs left right now. They're all unconscious and tied up very, very quickly. Before you guys even really realize what's happened, it's kind of over. And you all did your thing and kind of in the manner you're accustomed to as a team. And this actually surprisingly efficiently. Um, the orcs are cleaned up, and the woman motions you towards the caravan. There's kind of two carriages, and they're both the same. I assume some of you are rather good at opening locks, yes? Uh, yeah, I can, I, I can give it a go. Uh, and patch kind of motions, and you guys go, and you don't even have to make me check. You guys pick the locks open, and there's a bunch of half-elves inside both caravans. Uh, a couple of a uh, couple of dwarves, a couple of other people, and they're all chained together. Greetings, friends. We just stay calm, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, she looks at you. Tyna, is it? Yes. You've never met this woman before. Y- yeah, I. And there are three people in this world who ever call you that. Yeah. Ah, good. And um, a young woman, uh, Wisp, was it? Yes. Come here. Uh, she hands you a bag of gold. There's like a hundred gold in there. You will take the caravans and the people, the two of you, and you will go to Varen. You've been there before, yes, Tyna? Uh, you know uh, that's... No, no, yes, yes. That you know, yeah, you remember that's where uh, Mignark kind of dropped you off. Right, right. You will go take the people there, and you will find a woman who runs a business called the Big Board. Her name is Daisha. She will take the people from you and take care of them from there. Oh, okay. Will do. Uh, and she reaches behind her back, and she's kind of got a... You kind of see what looks like just a normal pouch. She mm-hmm. takes it off, opens it, reaches in, and pulls out a full-length cane. You realize this is not a normal pouch. Um, you're not really sure what's happening, but there's some kind of weird, weird stuff going on. Um, there, that should not have fit in there. That is not. Uh, uh, this is a. This is, you assume this is kind of a bag of holding out of out of character. Can I run over and try to invert it? Just <laughs> it. No. <laughs> she slaps her hand away. No. Um, she looks at you. Hmm. Tina. Uh. Yahweh has sent me here today 
to do two things. Free these people, for he does not stand for this, and uh, send you on a new journey. And she hands you the cane. This feels good in your hand in terms of weight and balance, and you realize it's not just a cane. There's a mm -hmm. blade inside it. This is for you. Use it Thank wisely. You. you will take the people. You will take them to Daisha, and she will see it from there. If I know her, she'll probably uh, find something for you to do from there. He has much left planned for you, little one. But for one of the only times in your life, when someone says little one, they don't say it um, with a negative tone. It's, it's, you realize it's similar to how the way Noxu talked to you. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of points you on your way. And she looks over at him. Grunk? Or, <laughs> that's not her voice. Uh, Grunk, I think we both know you knew better. But I think Yahweh has his own plans even despite our choices. And he kind of looks at her sheepishly and, uh, I suppose you're right. I won't deal with him again. Uh, he looks at you and Wisp. You two be careful. And Patch kind of signs a little bit. And this is kind of faster and with more emotion than you're used to him signing. Uh, right. Wisp at you. Wisp looks at you. He says to be careful and to keep practicing. Uh, I will. I will every day. Well, it looks like we're going on a new adventure. We should go. And he and Grunk and Patch kind of head off. And the woman looks at you and says, the two of you have a safe journey. Yahweh see you through. And she just kind of walks away. And you guys have a caravan full of people to take care of, but you have, uh, you realize that she's giving you more than enough gold to kind of keep the horses fed, feed the people, and get you guys kind of all the way to, to Varen. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the half-elves kind of takes a look because there's a map on the cart, and he kind of gets a feel for which direction you guys are supposed to be going, and he kind of, yes, I think I can, I can guide us there. And, and thank you. Your, no, your help is most appreciated. Th thank you for, for helping us get to where we need to go. Absolutely. Uh, you guys head off. It, it takes you a week or so. And he, I abuse all of their ears with my flute. Uh, they seem to enjoy it. Okay. You, uh, you're, you're getting, you, you notice you're getting better. Okay. Um, arrive in Varen. Uh, head, and you see a big sign, and it says, The Big Board uh, Adventurers Wanted. When you guys, I, I assume you guys go in. Yes. There's a there's a woman inside, and she looks similar uh, to the woman who taught you to play your pan flute. She looks like a half dwarf. Hello, uh, what can I do for you? Um, I never caught her name, um, but a a, a lady uh, with I I know who you're talking about, child. It's fine. Um, she she sent me here. Uh, Why? I she sends a lot of people here <laughs> to. Uh, she said Yahweh had had something in mind for me. Uh, had a journey, had a had a, a goal, had a purpose for me. I think we can help you find a path to start on. Absolutely. And I've I've been kind of without for most of my life. Yahweh will fill in the blanks. Uh, and she kind of looks out past you, and Wisp comes in with you, uh, and then she sees all the other people. Who are your friends? Uh, there's twelve. There's like eight or twelve of them. Like there, there's a pretty good group with you. These are all the ones that were in the the, the caravan or the 
Cage. K-O. They're, they're, they're friends that I helped rescue. Okay. Well, very good. Then uh, that just means more people who need a fresh start. We can work with that. Uh, and she kind of collectively brings everybody in, and you guys kind of start getting situated. And uh, she uh, she gets you and, and Wisp to help um, kind of get them set up in town. Uh, and after a couple of days, she looks at both of you and you see, yeah, if either of you need work, you know where to find me. Thank you. I, I will. I'll be around soon. Uh, and if you ever need another, and this is me saying this, if you ever yeah. need another contact in Varen, you also have Wisp. Uh, okay. She's going to stick around. Be careful, Shen. So that is the end of our uh, our new side quest. Uh, this one is called Little Brother. Uh, and it is part of the backstory of Finn's Goliath Rogue Bard Shem. Or Twig. Or or Tyna. Tyna. <laughs> you go by a lot of things, but I think that kind of fits the way you've built the character. Yeah. So this is uh this is just another of our sort of short uh little adventures to kind of take a look at the backstory of each of our players. Um there should be at least a couple more of these coming y'all's way over the coming months uh and this is going to be one of our special uploads for our uh, anniversary series we're doing Ooh. uh we're doing seven uploads uh like instead of doing back-to-back weeks like we usually or like uh every other week like we usually do we're doing seven weeks in a row uh and this will be one of those uh that's for the uh end of march into april and uh finishing off at the beginning of may of 2019 uh, so we hope you guys enjoy it. We're uh, if you have if you want to hear, we're we're sitting on the hill game. I haven't said that yet. Uh, hi, I'm your game master Ryan. This is one of our players, Ben. Hey, how you doing? We are a uh, family friendly fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. If you want to hear more of our episodes, look for Sitting on the Hill Gaming on uh, your favorite podcasting app. If you can't find it there, either uh, tweet us at Sitting on a Hill Game. Or email us at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com and let me know where you can't find us and I'll see if I can't get that rectified. Uh, if you have questions or just want to interact with us, come hang out with us on Twitter. And uh, also go check out the fine folks from Saving the Game. Uh, they are, Peter, Jenny, and Grant are playing with us for this campaign. Uh, and we have regular episodes of our main campaign every other Monday. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy them. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at savingthegame on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day.